Coming to you live from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios, it's the Cigar Pulpit. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burden, Nick, and with me today, by phone, we have Dave Clark of the Smoking Butts and Tappan Ash podcast. And, uh, Howdy. Dave, are are you on the verge of death? Am I on the verge of death? I yeah. don't know, maybe. Dude, it sounds like you've got, like, crows or vultures, like, stalking you out, waiting to, like, oh, you dude. know... Yeah, we have like a corpse. like a group. I don't know a murder of crows that uh, live here. Yes, and we've just kind of adopted them. A murder of and crows. We're, yeah, we're kind of scared to shoo them off because you know. Yeah. Who knows what'll happen then? They'll bring the devil upon you. But yeah, there's four giant ass crows that live in my house now. <laughs> in the house. At my house. Oh, at your house! I thought you said in. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god. Uh, they continuously get more brave as time goes on. Also, I was up on yes. my deck, and one landed about three feet from me the other day. It scared the holy shit right out of me. Do they bring you presents? Like, do you do you feed them? We, we do feed them. They haven't started bringing us presents yet. You need to get I'm them bringing hoping. you presents, and then when they finally bring you money, you need to like start giving them really good food so they keep bringing you money. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've seen videos about that, and like people are making like plan. bank on crows. So <laughs> yeah, go with wow. that. So okay. Uh, anyway, well, so um, once again, I am crashing at uh, a uh, family member's house that um, I uh, cannot smoke inside, and it is too damn cold for me to go outside at this time to smoke. So. I once again will not be smoking on this episode. Um, Dave, are you smoking anything? I sure am because it's been uh-huh. right at two weeks since I've had a cigar. Oh well. And uh, just for you, buddy, I lit up a Villager 1888. Oh, now isn't that nice? I know. Isn't that nice? Well, um, the official cut had we cut on the show would have been brought to you by Dan the Man Ponder over there at Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri. And Dan the Man Ponder is a great place to sit inside and warm your bones and have a cigar. He's got a nice lounge in the back. He's got all kinds of cigars in the humidor, TVs to watch whatever games or sports or game shows or whatever you want to watch um, right there at Riverman Cigar Company. And you get to hang out with Miss Cindy. And you know what? I don't know if there's a better way to spend an afternoon than sitting. It's always a good time. Right? Right? Isn't it? So, if you're in the St. Louis area, swing on by Riverman Cigar Company. If you're not in the St. Louis area and you want to support a brick-and-mortar company, you can uh, give Dan the Man Ponder a call over there because he does do mail order, so you can get a nice shipment of cigars sent to you right away. That's Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri. And this would normally be the point in time where I would cut my cigar, but uh, I don't have a cigar, and to be honest, I don't even have my cutter, so I can't even make the clicky noise. So... (laughs) Anyway, so Dave, we have you on today because, well, it's getting close to the holiday time, and I mean, we're pretty much in the holidays, but but it's getting close to Christmas, and a lot of people, no, no, I mean, let me back up, there's also Hanukkah, you know, we're in the Hanukkah season, and uh, so maybe, maybe people are looking 
to do some really badass meals. And so I asked you on so we could discuss some Christmas meals that people Ooh, could yeah. uh, people could prepare. And maybe if you have any tips, tricks, or whatever as to how to prepare said meals. We'll, uh, we'll see what happens. Okay. So in terms of the meals, I feel like... Um, the meat, the protein, is typically the centerpiece of the meal. So, oh yeah, this time which of year, every meal should be. Right. By the way, I mean, you know what? These animals are giving their lives for our sustenance, and I think we honor them by eating all of them. Yes, it's just my opinion. Um, so this time of year, typically you see a couple of different things. However, I feel like ham and turkey tend to be the prominent two at Christmas time. Yeah, that's always been the go-to, I think. You know, yeah. Coming right off of uh, Thanksgiving. I personally think it's because people get deals on ham and turkey. Yes. Like right now, you know, and I can't blame them for that. But, uh, you know, it's kind of boring, you know. We just had turkey a couple weeks ago. I know, but I do love turkey. I, I love turkey also. Um, a, a lot of people that I know don't, which is very odd. But, uh, but, yeah, as far as turkey goes, you know, you can always just bake a turkey, yeah. roast the turkey. The, my favorite, smoking the turkey, of course. So what goes into um, that process? So when you smoke a turkey, the best method that I have found is to spatchcock the turkey. Uh, okay. Do you know what that means? No, no. What is a <laughs> okay, spatchcock? That's, that's one of my favorite words in the whole world. <laughs> you actually remove the backbone, and then you just kind of crack it okay. and lay it flat. So it's just a, a layer of turkey all the way across. It's not like a ball of turkey. Okay. So, so, the, so that you, way, so you basically are deflating the turkey. You're deflating the turkey to get more of a cooking surface. Okay. Because poultry is tricky when you get into the bigger stuff, you know, temperature-wise. You want to make sure you're yeah, safe. Nobody, nobody wants salmonella for Christmas. N- no, that's the, yeah. the least most popular gift. <laughs> Herpes. For Christmas. Is actually probably well, the least most popular. Yeah, we'll go with food-wise. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, goodness. But it's, yeah, you, it's the gift that keeps on giving, Clark. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> you are correct. Anyway. All right. Oh, sorry. Shit. <laughs> That's okay. But no, uh, after you, you spatchcock the turkey. Yes, we're talking about spatchcocking. Yes. You can either, I like to brine. I like to brine after I've spatchcocked the turkey. Okay. I'm going to say that word as many times as possible. So in terms of a brine. Like I'm, I'm taking this all the way back because, like, I don't know shit. Take so, it back. Take so it back. in terms of a, a terms of a brine, what what goes into a brine? You know, a simple brine could be just salt and water. Okay. If you just want a juicy turkey, then you can just build it from there. I've been making a brine with uh, chicken broth, and that has salt in it already, so you don't really have to add anything. Then I cooked down some onions and some garlic, basically making a very salty soup that you would love to eat. Okay, okay. You know, so that's where you're putting some of the like background flavors for the turkey. 
like it's foreground flavor oh. pretty much after it's done. Okay. Okay. However, the science works, you know, the osmosis or diffusion, whichever way it goes, you know, that salt causes the moisture to pack into the turkey, taking those flavors with it. Okay. So it's throughout your bird, depending on how long you brine it. I always brine mine a full day. Okay. So you, maximum flavor. So you spatchcock it, then you brine it for a day. Yep. Yep. And you, you can brine it beforehand, but it gets kind of weird and gross after you brine it with yeah. all the spices and junk everywhere. So I do that afterwards. And why do you want a spatchcock and already brine turkey? Right. It's yeah. just weird. Yeah. Why okay. would anyone do that? I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. Savages. I don't know either. Only savages yes, spatchcock a brine turkey. Anyway. Yep. All right. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and add a a little note here. I start two days ahead of time, and I brine my turkey then. Then the next day, the day before Thanksgiving, I lay it out, let it dry, then I put the rub or you know spices or whatever you want to do from then on. There's all kinds of great rubs out there. Mm -hmm. If you listen to our podcast, Smoking Butts and Tapping Ash, we <laughs> review many of those rubs. Little, uh, little ad there. That's okay. Shameless plug yeah. away. So that's right. Anyway, okay. so yeah, then you know that's actually called a dry brine when you put the the seasoning on and let it sit afterwards. Okay. So that's where you get like kind of the lingering flavor from the, the rubs and, and just the initial punch in the face of flavor. And then the brine is like the flavor throughout. Okay. So you want to make sure these flavors complement the turkey. You know what I mean? You don't yeah. want anything crazy, spicy, you know, unless it's like a Cajun thing because a little bit goes a long way there. That could be delicious. You don't want like a taco brine with a sweet and sour teriyaki <laughs> yes. and really glaze. I got it. Okay. Yeah, okay. You, you don't want to go mixing crazy shit like that. <laughs> Unless you're just a freaky weirdo, which I is I mean, fun too. it's possible. It's possible. So. Yep. Okay. So, so now you that you've... the flavor packed into the bird you, at this point. You've brined and rubbed your spatchcock's turkey. Yep. Okay. You sure have. Rubbed it all the way down. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Also, <laughs> I like. <laughs> I'm amused. I'm a child. Anyway. Yes, me too. Spatchcock. <laughs> Spatchcock. Anyway. So, there's also a choice to inject your turkey with other things. A lot of people skip the brine and just do injection. Okay. Which works great too. Not quite as well, in my opinion. But I like to inject my turkey with garlic butter that I make. You know, you just. Oh. Melt down the butter with the garlic powder or whatever form of garlic you use and inject it while you're seasoning it with the rub. Now, you guys are all about some, like, super crazy, well, like, maybe not super crazy expensive, but super crazy, like, good butter. What is this butter that you're all about? Oh, it's Kerrygold butter. Kerrygold butter. Is, yes, this is not an ad. Okay. They are welcome to sponsor either one of our podcasts. <laughs> More likely yours than mine because you guys talk More likely, about it, but, but you never know. They, they may be cigar smokers up there. You never know. So but carry gold butter. I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure what it is about this butter, and I'm sure there's way better ones out there. But this is readily available at any grocery store. 
you open the butter up and it's like almost orange. Like interesting. I imagine there's a lot of good milk fat in there. You yeah. know what I mean? Just that good umami yumminess <laughs> in there. But uh, it works very well, and you can really taste the butter flavor. A lot of the other stuff is just oily. Okay. Once it melts. This one hangs around. So that's what most people on the barbecue circuit use when they cook their chicken is Kerrygold butter. Okay. Unless they can find some kind of underground butter source. Better butter. Yeah, better butter. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah, so you make this, this, that's what you inject is, you know, the garlic butter. Yep, and I like to do it either before or while I'm seasoning with, with the rub because after that it goes into the fridge then the butter can cool down and solidify in the meat and hang out there instead of running back out yeah which any injection will tend to do if you inject it right before you cook okay you kind of want everything to calm down you want the temperature to come down the injection to calm down just hang out okay and then as it cooks and it'll melt and disperse into the meat, which is delicious. All right. So then, now you've got your turkey all prepped, and it's time to smoke your turkey. Yep. And then so that process. There's, yeah, there's a hundred different ways to do this as well. Um, I use a Weber Kamado charcoal grill. Okay. So that's what I've been cooking most everything. So on, you don't have like one of these like specialized like green egg things or you know one of these super very, smokers. It's very similar to the green egg. Okay. Like the difference in a green egg and mine is mine is metal. It's double wall insulated metal. Okay. And a green egg is ceramic. Uh, okay. And they both have benefits. Both have drawbacks. Uh, the thing I like about the metal one is the temperature. You can drop it, you know, just by just opening the lid. You can bring your fire back down. Like if you ramp up to 400 degrees, you open the lid, let that heat out. Yeah. It'll come back down fairly quickly where you want it to be. Whereas with a green egg, if it gets up to 400 degrees, your cooker is 400 degrees. No matter what you do for a while. Okay. Because it, it'll take hours for those to cool down. Okay. You know, with the metal one, it just it just does whatever you want it to do. But, you know, that's just preference. Okay. So you've got this, and you're 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 smoking with that. That's right. Okay. Yep. And uh, lately, I've been using pecan wood from a tree that we cut down which is very nice to have wood on deck yeah, at that, all times that would be nice yeah, so i use this year i used pecan and some peach wood to okay. cook my turkey and how did it come out and it's amazing as always <laughs> as not always. to toot my own horn <laughs> but i do make a pretty mean turkey okay all right. And then how long does that go? Like, like is it, I mean, obviously, it's probably based upon size of bird and weight and everything like that. But, you know, exactly. is there any sort of, like, thing people should be looking for? Yes. I'll tell you what people should be looking for is a thermometer system ah. to put a probe <laughs> in your bird. There's no guesswork. You know, with, with the, our up and down weather here in southern Illinois, you never know if you're going to be wearing shorts or shoveling snow at Thanksgiving. True. 
So it's always nice to have that insurance policy there. You just put your probe in there. You know, you, all these things hooked to your phone now. You can go about your business, make your pies and sides and whatever, and it'll start beeping at you when it's ready. All right, then. So it's kind of a cheat, but, you know, sometimes you just got to. And then afterwards, you have a nice spatchcocked uh, smoked turkey for you to enjoy at dinner. That's right. I, I went a step further this year, something I saw on YouTube, on Meat Church YouTube channel. Okay. Like he, once it's spatchcocked, like the breastbone, you can see the where the backside of it basically. Okay. So he goes in there and removes this thing. So I was like, yeah, I'll just try that out. It looks pretty, pretty cool and handy. Once it's done, you can just start slicing away instead of carving away from the bone. Yeah. Well, I will never freaking do that again. It took me about 40 minutes to get that bone out of there. It's connected to every other part of the bird. <laughs> okay. Well, so note to self, leave that little bone alone. Yeah, um, unless you just really want to spend some time cutting on a freezing cold turkey carcass. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Okay. So we've covered the turkey. And do you have any ham tips? Ham tips, my ham tip is go buy your favorite ham <laughs> from the store. Go to the honey bake. Just call it a day. That's right. Uh, my work actually bought us all honey baked hams this year, which was perfect. That is I always nice. do the turkey, and I got the ham from them, and it was delicious as always. I mean, I, honey bake does a good ham. I'll give them that. Yeah. I don't know how it could get much better. Yeah. But hopefully one day I'll, I'll have one better. Okay. Okay, so let's say somebody wants to go off the beaten path. They don't want to do turkey. They don't want to do ham. What's something you would say would make a really impressive Christmas dinner that maybe wouldn't be ridiculously difficult for somebody that, you know, doesn't know jack shit about this stuff? Oh, yeah, we have all kinds of options here. This is the point in my life where I am. Okay. Christmas, fix and eat whatever makes you happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Thanksgiving's a tradition. You got to kind of eat turkey and ham, whatever. Exactly, exactly. Do your thing. And if you want to carry that over to Christmas, great. But if you want to add some excitement, you know, splurge a little bit, get something really freaking good. Last year, we got a prime rib roast. Ooh. Yeah, and that's very easy to cook. Yeah. You just basically like a steak. You season it down, throw it on the smoker. And just let it run till your temp is good, which I always cook mine to medium rare. Let it sit a while. It gets up to about medium, which is perfect for everybody in my household. Yeah. Okay. And that's what we're doing this year as well. Another prime and, rib. Uh, yep. And the rub I'm going to recommend this year is the Hardcore Carnivore Black Beef Rub. Oh, Okay. It is a banger, man. It is peppery, salty, garlicky, and it's just freaking jet black. It's so weird. Huh. Okay. Well. Yeah, it makes the, and makes that's the available, beef look even better. And that's available readily everywhere? or uh, Probably at your specialty barbecue shops. Okay. Uh, here okay. we have Louie's Barbecue Supply Company just up the road from us. 
So that's where we've been getting most of our rubs lately. Yeah. And they have a great assortment there. They carry the hardcore carnivore stuff, which is quickly becoming my favorite line of rubs. Okay. All right. I'm assuming they probably have a website for those people who maybe don't have a barbecue store or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. I'm sure so, hardcore carnivore, you can order probably, online. I'm sure. Whatever. Up, up by you, I betcha St. Louis Barbecue's company has it probably they they have a ton of stuff up that way okay i still have that bucky's rub that i need to get down to you i've got like two, yeah, you do. two different rubs that uh, i need to get to you so um, can't wait to try them what kind are they do they have like specialty names uh i feel like one is their brisket rub and the other okay. one was like on the packaging it said that it was good for like all sorts of different things but i can't okay. remember off the top of my head so um well we will give them a shot buddy well when you try it with the brisket i want to get my hands on some of that oh yeah yeah we'll yeah. play in a weekend oh i love it yes anyway well speaking of brisket mm -hmm. what if somebody wants to do you know like a nice brisket for christmas is there any sort of uh things that they should know things they should try um as far as brisket goes make sure you have plenty of time to cook it you don't want to rush a brisket uh, you want to take care of that piece of meat is pretty difficult to cook a brisket correctly. Yeah. You know, you, you, everybody's had some okay brisket, you know, everybody's had some amazing brisket. If you take your time and let it cook the way it wants to cook and get it to the correct temperature, you know, that's the key to that. Uh, the procedure for smoking a brisket you know, I can tell you that it's kind of pretty standard. Just, you know, trim it the way you want to trim it. If you want to trim it. Yeah. Rub it down with your favorite rub, which right now would be the hardcore carnivore black. Throw it on the smoker. I like to cook mine around 250. A lot of the guys that are getting into cooking now or tired of the, the traditional temps are going closer to 300 degrees. Yeah which there's not much of a difference. I think in my head I can tell a slight difference in the tenderness of the meat. Okay. There's a little bit more chew with the hotter stuff, I think, which most people tell me I'm full of shit, but, you know, I mean, that's fine. You might be, but, yeah. I might be, but, you know, it's just <laughs> what I prefer. Okay. And then uh, you bring that up to about 165 degrees, you don't have to wrap it. I always have, and it always works. And I wrap in butcher paper most of the time. Last time I wrapped in aluminum foil, mm -hmm. which seems to have worked a little bit better. You know, it was a lot juicier with the foil, I guess, because it can't, the juices can't escape. Yeah, it keeps easy. it all in. Yeah. Yeah. And then you cook that bad boy up to about 205 around that. Test it with your probe. Make sure it's tender everywhere, and you're good to go. You want it to be tender if you're using your probe. You do. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, um, the the one of the most important parts of that cook is the rest time. A lot of people don't take that into consideration. Oh. Um, you know, take it off. I always put it in a cooler on a towel, wrap it in the towel so it's a little bit insulated. Close the cooler, not quite all the way. 
and let her just ride for a couple hours. Oh, wow. You let me go for a while. Yeah, I actually saw one guy. He had a like an expensive cooler, a Yeti or an Arctic or whatever. Yeah. And he let his rest for 24 hours, and it was still hot. Really? And, well, I guess the cooler uh, would keep it insulated. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you, you can actually hold that piece of meat at 150 degrees, you know, until it just dries up. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Well, good. So, um... Why don't we now go ahead and do this? It's time for the Villiger Cigars Entertainment Report, brought to you by Villiger. Villiger Cigars, one of the leading cigar and cigarello manufacturers in the world, founded in 1888 and still family-owned and operated. Head over to VilligerCigars.com and check the store locator to find a shop near you that carries them. We guarantee that Villiger Cigars will be a wonderful addition to your humidor and cigar rotation. So, before we get into that, let's talk about your Villiger. How is your uh, 1888 Nicaragua there? Man, it's smoking beautifully. Yeah, I'm jealous. I, uh, this is the first time I've had this one, actually. Really? I've been smoking the the other one that you the know that I've had. Black Forest? No, the, the white Liger. label... Oh, the, uh, the, creep, the Connecticut, the Connecticut. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's a freaking awesome cigar. Yeah. And this one is pretty much keeping up with it. It is very good. It's a little more flavor. It uh, is a little bit spicier. I would say a little, a little more spicy, a little more peppery. Yep. Yep. So man, it is very smooth. I, I really like it so far. Excellent. Well, good. So now, uh, I want to get into sides, but I'm going to get into sides after. I figure we'll use the Villiger report to break up the food talk for a minute. But So we'll, so we'll do the Villiger report, and then we'll go back, and we'll get into sides. So be thinking Sounds about good. sides slash desserts that you're all about. Um, but in the meantime, Villiger Cigars Entertainment Report. What have you been watching lately, Dave? What have I been watching lately? It is about that time of year where we start getting back into the TV and stuff. Yeah. Um, we've been hanging in there with the last season of Magnum P.I., which is my guilty pleasure show, one of them. Like the old one? It, no, like the new one. Oh. I didn't <laughs> like even know there was a new one. Okay. Oh, dude, it's so good. <laughs> if you just want like a fun, mindless show to watch, just sit down and watch that show. Okay. It's fantastic. It's actually the guy that played Diablo in Suicide Squad. Oh, okay. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he's yeah. Magnum. Interesting. And he's, he's great. Does he have the so, car? It, it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he has the car. You know, there's a lot of stuff from the old show. It, it feels a lot like it, just newer. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Which I, I loved the old show. I was a huge fan. Okay. And uh, what else have I been watching? Um Lots of YouTube stuff. I'm a big YouTube guy anymore. All right. Well, that's fair. That counts. What if, what What's on YouTube that's catching your eye? Well, lately, me and my wife have been watching uh, Chance's Homeworld. I don't he goes know around. That. Yeah. It's, yeah, I don't know if you would want to, but. I don't know. But, uh, we just stumbled across it one day. He goes around touring these prefabricated homes okay. that are for sale at places. 
there is some freaking cool stuff they are doing to these houses. Huh. Like hidden hidden rooms, hidden pantries, just crazy stuff. And then it gets to the price, and you're like, holy shit, why would anybody buy one of these? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like every episode is the same way. Oh, well, okay. I mean, everything's overpriced yeah. <laughs> as far as those kind of homes go. Dude, I think that's homes in general right now. I, I mean, oh yeah, you know, I, for those that don't know, I rent and I would love to buy a house, but holy shit, the housing market is just abysmal. And yeah, it's nuts. I saw a video the other day. They were joking about, you know, like, oh, you know, I'd like to buy a house, and the realtor lady's like, you know, are you poor? And she's like, no, my husband and I have good jobs, and it's like. Well, what do you do? And blah, and like, you know, well, I have an Etsy store and blah, 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 and all that. And it's like, you know, we got mm-hmm. another poor one. <laughs> it's like, so, you know, would you prefer a tent or would you prefer a double wide? You know, that kind of thing. And it's like, right. oh, whatever. Anyway. um, Interesting. Yeah. So I've obviously been out of town. Haven't done a whole lot of watching of stuff. I will say I, I was debating if I was going to get into it, but I'm going to get into it. So, I went to the movies, and I didn't know what I was. I, I didn't know what to watch. Okay, did you um, go with your lady friends. I did, and we had some passes. And you know how it is when you go to the movies and you get the passes. You got you can't watch the new stuff. You got to watch stuff that's been out for a couple weeks. So we're looking. No, at, I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Well, anyway, we had to look at stuff that was out for a couple of weeks, and so we're looking mm-hmm. at it. And uh, you know, the stuff that's been out for a couple of weeks, we're looking at, and I'm like, "Well, we've seen that. We've seen that. We've seen that." And there's this one movie, and we're like, "What is this movie?" And it's called The Shift. And based off the poster, it kind of looks like a action sci-fi kind of something or other right so we're like okay. all right you know what screw it let's give this a shot so we get our tickets we go in sit down and uh um the previews start and all the previews come up with this one logo angel studios oh and i'm like why are we seeing a bunch of religious trailer like movie trailers in front of this like movie that we picked out so trailers end movie starts and sure enough angel studios and i'm like oh god is this a religious movie not that like that's i mean i don't want to make it sound like i'm picking on it but like i it would not have necessarily been where i wanted to go you know not your first choice no no i felt you know like i was in for like an action sci-fi-ish kind of thing so uh, and it was admittedly kind of like that, but after Googling it, after which I should have done before we did this, um, after Googling it, after getting out of the movie, uh, apparently the shift is a modern day retelling of the book of Job where a man okay. um, loses his family, his children, uh, his job and all of his possessions and, but still retains his faith in the Lord despite all of his adversities and that sort of thing. And uh, But this had to do with a guy being like shifted throughout the multiverse and losing his wife because 
the devil, played by the dude who played Damien Dark in like the CW, like Arrow and Flash shows. Yeah. You know who I'm talking about? Uh, it's like Neil McDonough yeah, the, or whatever is the yeah, actor's name Desperate is. Desperate Housewives. Yes, yes. The he's light hair and blue eyes. You know that dude. He uh, he plays the devil in this. So that was the other thing. I saw him on the poster. I'm like, oh, I like that dude. You know, didn't know he was doing this now. And oh, and the other one that was in this, fucking Rudy, uh, Sean uh, uh, Austin, Aston, Aston, whatever, fucking back uh, <laughs> uh, the the Hobbit, one of the Hobbits. Nice. He's he plays this. He's in this fucking movie. And I'm like, I'm like looking at the poster. I'm like, oh, so we got a Hobbit and we got Damien Dark. I'm like, whatever. But yeah, no, no, no modern day retelling of the Book of Job. So well, I mean, it sounds not. Um, like the worst thing ever. I mean, look, was the messaging very overt? Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. Was some of the mar- was some of the acting subpar? Yes. Was it the worst thing I've ever seen in my life? No. It was. It was a solid effort. It would have made a really badass made-for-TV movie. It was. A solid effort for the theater. I just, you know, I'm. Let's put it this way: I'm glad we had passes. I'm glad I didn't pay like fifteen bucks a ticket to go see this. However, so at the, ex- explain these passes. I don't like. I don't know. She how had, do you get a pass? She had some sort of passes. I just whatever. So I don't know how she got the passes. Um, like probably a giveaway of some sort. I'm maybe, thinking or? so, or like maybe it's a like you know reward. I, they have like a reward program there, and, oh, okay. and so maybe it's a like you know go to so many movies you rack up a movie kind of thing. So maybe she had some free movies for that. I gotcha. Because um, uh, she and her brother go to the movies a lot. Um, so yeah, I don't know, but anyway, so yeah, so I saw that, and um, otherwise, uh, I, I it's like I was talking to uh, Gervais about I have access to cable. At this house, and so I've just they been... still have cable. Yes, yes. I didn't know there was still a thing. So I've been flipping. I've been like just channel surfing and finding stuff, and so the uh, you know like I was flipping and uh, just just kind of kind of channel surfing, and that's been been different. A lot of commercials. Oh, My God, the amount of commercials. <laughs> it feels like the amount of commercials and shows have gone up exponentially since the last time I watched like over the like TV or cable, you know. And maybe yeah, it's last just... time we stayed in a hotel, they had cable. I guess it was cable or satellite. Yeah. And like the commercial came out, I'm like, ah, oh, screw this, and turned the channel, and every single channel had a commercial on it. And the thing is, I don't know if there's more, or I'm just so used to there not being any that that it just feels like a lot but it feels like it's more it feels like they've increased the amount of commercial time i'm sure they've had to to just stay afloat yeah that's what i've been wondering so i don't know it's been uh it's been interesting it's been different so anyway well um do you have anything else for the villager entertainment report uh yes of course um Go for it. As always, you know, we are huge wrestling fans. Oh, yes. Here. You know I send you shit all the time. You do. You do. I send you uh, some some every once in a while. You do. Yeah, and I definitely appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, the one you sent me the other day, it was like 
Superman Batman Spawn or whatever. Oh, yeah. I sent that to every nerd I know, <laughs> and all of them died. It was pretty good. But anyway, back to the wrestling. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we've been, there's huge, like, controversies going on in the wrestling world, which kind of drives me crazy with CM Punk and all this bullshit. Oh, yeah, he's back at WWE now. Yeah. yeah, and that's like causing turmoil at all the other companies and this and here and there. And What does it have to do with the other companies? I don't understand. Well, CM Punk made his return at AEW Wrestling. He did. A yeah. couple of years back. And, from, and this is all from the outside looking in. Who knows what it's really like there? Yeah. But... It seemed like a very easygoing company. Yeah. AEW did until he got there. And then shit just started hitting the fan. And apparently he got in a big fight backstage and got punched or punched somebody and threw some chairs and who knows what. So that prompted this. He got fired from there and went back to WWE, which is their direct competition. Yeah. And WWE's always been a little bit above those guys, so this is kind of like spreading the gap. So who knows, man? Now, now the big thing is, you know, uh, WWE's been on USA Network forever. Yeah, you know, Raw's been on USA as long as I remember. Yeah. Well, apparently they're losing the TV rights because they don't want to pay all this money. And Warner Brothers is most likely going to buy the TV rights. And that's where AEW is currently. Oh, no. And, yeah, they are not going to pay that much to carry both brands. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. But Uh. mostly I've been surfing the YouTube, finding all these indie wrestlers that entertain me. Because that's what I like. Like, the more ridiculous, the better. Like, the old school wrestling. Oh, yeah. You know, like Doink the Clown and freaking Undertaker, just the craziest shit. And, yeah. And I sent you one the other day that's really, really taken me down a rabbit hole, and that's uh, Santana Jackson. <laughs> and okay. His whole gimmick is he is Michael Jackson, pretty much. Wrestling. Ah, yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. And, I mean, if you didn't know better you would think that that's Michael Jackson in the ring wrestling. That's funny. Okay. Yeah, his one of his finishing moves is the Moonwalk DDT. <laughs> it's freaking unbelievably awesome. Uh, who's the gal that was just arrested as we record this? I guess it would have been like last night. Uh, Liv Morgan. Yeah. She is a great wrestler. She was champion for a while, but... That after reading that, it seems like kind of bullshit because she, w- these guys drive through, you know, state after state every day. Yeah. They're going on the road like 300 plus days a year yeah. with that company. So she had some marijuana, which was probably purchased legally somewhere. Yeah. And drove through Florida and got pulled over and arrested because and of what she had. The problem is you can't, you're not supposed to transport that stuff over state lines. Right. I guess that would be considered bootlegging, right? Federal illegality of it. I mean, yeah, I bootlegging or, or 
drug trafficking. I don't know what they really want to. I mean, trafficking, I, I feel like that would be larger quantities than what she probably right. had. I mean, unless her, back, her trunk of her car was just filled with brick after brick after brick of the stuff. Um, no, it was like hardly anything that she had. Oh, well then, yeah, she's probably getting a, they're probably making an example out of her, which yeah. sucks. But it does suck. Yeah. They need to just hurry up and pass the marijuana thing. Federally. Well, and the sad part, yeah, that's a, well, no, that's uh, at this point, I'm kind of surprised they haven't. Um, no, it's very few states are still illegal. I really feel like. You know, yeah, with the amount of states that have gone ahead and done it. Um, and to be honest, just from a, like, political standpoint, I mean, I feel like overall um, it would be a good move for Biden because, you know, I mean, he'd be playing to his base a little bit. And, uh, yeah. you know, it, I think that would be a, a favorable move. But not I don't you know want to give anybody not that we want that I was saying, I don't really want to give anybody any hints you know or anything that would like be that a but, smart uh, thing to do yeah exactly I mean I don't know anyway <laughs> let's get off that before I start criticizing too much um yep. anyway um uh, did you check out that tales from the territories I think I, I have not I have it saved yep okay did. I can't wait to watch it well my problem is that um so it's on Hulu, but I have to subscribe to like the mega package where it's like 70 is bucks it, a month or some shit. So you have to have the Hulu live TV to watch I it. I guess it's like the whatever. But the first episode in full is available on YouTube. And that's where I watch that. And that's all oh, about okay. the Memphis territory. So you got like Lawler and Jeff Jarrett and, you know, whatnot sitting there talking all about the, the Memphis days. Man, Jeff Jarrett's still kicking, dude. He's yeah, uh, I mean, still wrestling. I mean, he he looked all right. I mean, he's older, yeah, but he, he looks all great. Right. So, anyway, well, let's get back to the food talk, and okay. let's get on to sides and desserts. What? I'm gonna throw in like a main course real quick that okay. I have not heard yet. Okay. Um, my supervisor was down the other day, and we were talking about stuff and. Uh, He's like, yeah, I got to go to Sam's Club and pick up crab legs for Christmas dinner. I'm like, gosh, dang, that's a freaking amazing idea. You know what? I'm not a seafood guy, so that didn't even cross my mind. So, yes, crab legs. Yep, crab legs, some lobster or something, that would be good. How do you prep uh, like that sort of stuff? I uh, get in my car and drive to the restaurant. Oh, okay. You don't don't (laughs) do it. You don't mess with that. No, I don't think we can buy good enough crab legs well no in southern illinois Illinois. (laughs) okay fair enough um the bowels the bowels (laughs) the butthole of the state um (laughs) so it's down by caro i would say (laughs) those those people have dealt with so much and you're you're gonna throw that at them but yeah Oh, fuck, that's funny. That's actually where my parents are from. Oh, really? Like Back, back when it was a booming city, you know, Cairo, apparently that. it was an awesome place to grow up. Not that anymore. Um, no. I've heard that about East St. Louis, too, back in the day. Did I tell you that I lived in Cairo for a week? No. Yeah, and when I was, we were moving up here from Arkansas to this general area, uh, 
I, I don't know if my, my parents hadn't been there in forever or just had, you know, grand ideas is mostly my dad. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I got us a house in Cairo. I'm like, okay. And we had heard all these stories about how awesome it was. Yeah. So we moved there and it was quite the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> we started cleaning the house. We found snake skins and dead scorpions. Oh, nice. Where I guess they were raising these things in there. Oh, my God. So after one night, my mom's like, nope, we're not living here. We <laughs> moved to Jackson, Missouri from there. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was something. Sounds like it. Okay. All right. So sides and desserts. What 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 are your go-to sides? Um, I must have sides. Let's see. You always got to have some good mac and cheese. Like, I'm, a, I'm yeah. a fan of the mac and cheese. I do like mac and cheese a lot. Yeah, my brother makes some pretty good mac and cheese. This year he got lazy and bought the stuff from Sam's Club that was made by the deli in the back there. Which so are you talking like the, actually pretty good. the pan, like the casserole-ish kind of mac and cheese? Or do you do like a crock um, pot? Or what? Do, how do you do your mac and cheese? You know, somebody else brought up the crock pot. I don't, I've never had crock pot mac and cheese. I wonder how that is, but no, know. it's always a pan and, you know, you got to toast the top layer of cheddar. Oh, yeah. Do you do the breadcrumbs, the little, little breadcrumbs on the top or do you just. He, he usually does, but okay. this year we didn't, we just had the layer of, of just golden cheese. goodness. Yep. Okay. Okay. I like cheese. What else? What what what's your go-to side? <sighs> what's your favorite side? Dude, I am a big fan of some really solid good homemade mashed potatoes. Um, yep. however, I do not put gravy. I'm not a despite this Adonis that those of you on the YouTube are looking at. I do not <laughs> I'm not a gravy guy. Um, you know, none of us believe that, right? I know, I know. Biscuits and gravy, like the white gravy, that's one thing. But I am not a brown gravy guy at all. And um, but I don't like white gravy on my mashed potatoes. That's too much. It's too much. Yeah, you can't be doing that. That's nah, too much. So my mashed potato topper is cream corn. Oh God, <laughs> dude! Oh, that sounds awful. It's so good. You get that cream corn. In the in the mashed potato, oh, it's so good! It's so good. Trust me. I'm not a cream corn fan. By itself, yeah. no, no. By itself, it's it's like a corn soup. But no, um, if you if you do that with the mashed potatoes, oh, it's so good, so good. Um, otherwise, next year. Otherwise, uh, you know, just do a little bit. It's it's not the end of the world. <laughs> um. You know, I like a good uh, homemade applesauce. Um, I like, uh, you know, I li I'm I'm very traditional. Green bean casserole. I like green bean casserole. You know. Yeah. How um, about corn casserole. Oh, I do like a corn casserole. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, corn pudding. You know, I like nice corn pudding. That's uh, that's a good time. Yeah. I don't know what corn pudding is. Well, for me, I don't know. That's one of those things where, like, somebody might be like, oh, it's like blah, blah, blah. For me, you go to, the, like, the Mexican restaurant, and they've got, like, the little corn stuff on the plate. You know what nope. I'm talking about? No? It's like almost nope. like a cornbready kind of 
uh, flavor, but it's like soft and they scoop it and it's like almost like the little scoop of dessert that you get with your with your fajitas or something like that so maybe your corn pudding and mine corn casserole are the same thing does it taste like cornbread it's, it's and... like it's like very moist cornbread with corn in it and... that's it that's, that's okay probably it then okay we solved the mystery we figured it out <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um, I don't know. And then otherwise, I mean, sides go all over the place. Like, um, you know, it all depends if we're ma- if you're if, if if I'm coming to your house and you're making a nice brisket for Christmas, um, you know, or, or let's say let, let's not even go brisket. Let's say let's say for Christmas you decided to go just like a little crazy and you're like, you know what? Everybody gets a filet mignon. Then yeah. I think. A nice uh, asparagus would be a nice side. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, you know, me too. When, when I have a filet, my preferred size with a filet, a baked potato and asparagus, you know? I agree with that. Um, that's that's solid choice right there. Um, with a ham. That was one of the options for uh, this year Christmas dinner was filet? just buy a whole, whole filet. Oh, yeah. Like the whole strip. And smoke it, and then cut everybody off a chunk. That would be amazing. I know. It, it may happen elsewhere. Okay. Po- possibly on our show, maybe. That would be nice. We're gonna, we're gonna see. We're gonna see. I need to crash that episode. Hmm. <laughs> um. You know, but like with a ham. Um. I. 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 I like. The carrots, like glazed carrots, you know. Yeah, I like green beans with my ham. I do like green beans. Now, okay, green beans. Some people they do it up with the the onion and the bacon, like in the pot, you know, and everything. I don't like it like mm-hmm. that. I like my green beans to be like almost sautéed, like in a pan on the on the stovetop, you know. That's how I make mine. Oh, there you go. All right, yeah, I like them. I like them to have life to them. I don't want them to be like pale green mush you know right yeah i don't want that now okay peas what are your thoughts on peas peas are an abomination sent by satan himself they are the most benign simple basic thing i mean like what is wrong with a pea it kind of tastes like you stuffed a gym sock in your mouth no and I don't, I, don't, on it. I don't get that at all. I like peas and carrots. I think peas and carrots are perfectly I, fine. You know what I think? I think you peas know. may be one of those things like cilantro. Like some people taste soap when they have cilantro. Boy, now that would make sense because the, I've never understood the, the visceral hatred of peas. But now that yeah. you say that, maybe it is like a genetic thing where like. It, it may it, be related it, to cilantro in some could fashion. Be. Because I don't have an issue with cilantro either. Or mango. Because mango is another one that, like, some people are just yeah. like, whoa, I can't I love that. mango, and my wife hates it. Yeah. Oh, dude. There's this new taco place up near where I have my newspaper, and they have the most killer uh, mango chicken tacos. Ooh, that sounds good. It's like the chicken's, like, in, like, this mango glaze. Holy shit. I could put down 
a baker's dozen of those things and not even blink. Heck yeah, Super man. Good. That sounds awesome. Super good. Super good. So anyway, um, okay. Well, I think we've covered sides now. Desserts. It's Christmas. Everybody does Christmas cookies. You know, I mean, there's the there's all sorts of different cookie options out there. But and I'm not diminishing cookies. Cookies are awesome. I do enjoy Christmas cookies. But what else are you going for? What are what are your if you're going to do a dessert or like something sweet for the thing? What what are you going for? So I'm not a huge sweets guy. Oh, um, start I would, with that. Wouldn't like, have wouldn't have guessed that. I know it's like you and gravy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is weird that you have the fat guy on for the food episode. I don't I don't know why that is, but whatever. you were just the one that I knew would actually answer <laughs> sure my name. phone. Sure. No, but no. Um, I didn't think actually, Travis or Scott would pick up the phone, so I was like, "Ah, I'll get Dave." <laughs> probably not. Scott. Probably napping by now, recovering, and no telling what Travis is doing. But uh, Butt stuff. I was here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely a lot of that. But uh, anyway, so okay. We'll rewind. Let's rewind back to Thanksgiving here. <laughs> we kind of we kind of touched on the same topic there. Yeah. About pies. Oh yeah. And I'm I'm not a huge pie guy. Okay. And everybody was raving about pecan pie. I do like pecan pie. I said, no, I'm going to skip that because it's just like pure sugar and go for my sister-in-law's peanut butter cup pie. Which is also pure sugar. (laughs) Right. My uh, friend Amanda gave me shit for like three days about that. She said, so you're going to skip this pie made of sugar and butter to go to this pie that's made of sugar and butter. So that emotionally (laughs) scarred me. And I didn't have any dessert at Thanksgiving just because of that. Oh, well, that's just sad. I know. I know. Yeah. Very sad. I had some pecan, two days, or pumpkin pie. Two days later, I had some peanut butter cup pie, though. Oh, well, I mean, so, so it only scarred you for two days. <laughs> yeah. It was, okay. Uh, very temporary. Okay. Um, so let's get back to this Christmas. Yes. Um, so like I said, cookies the, tend to be the default. Right. My number one dessert, no matter what time it is, no matter where I'm at, is always cheesecake. Okay. I I absolutely love cheesecake. We will buy a cheesecake this year for Christmas. We do every year, as far as I can remember. Um, I think, anyway, that's, that's the only dessert I remember, like, purchasing or making or whatever. Yeah. For big holidays, is cheesecake because everybody likes it, including myself, probably way too much. Okay, it's uh, not overly sweet. It's very good. Now you you do a lot with uh, smoking like blocks of cream cheese. Oh yeah, buddy, that'll be the appetizer. Talk, okay, we'll talk about that for a minute because I've never it's, I've never had that, and I do dude, love cream cheese. Oh, okay. Remind me of that next time you're down. Okay. And we will make some smoked cream cheese. Oh, I'm going to crush that, but okay. Yeah, and it's the easiest thing, especially if you're already cooking. Yeah. The Like the the metal pans that like the mac and cheese from Sam's comes in. Yeah. I save those, like the sides pans. Yeah. 
just for this. I have like 10 of them saved up just for cream cheese. You just kind of coat the block in your favorite rub or seasoning, put it in the container, throw it on the grill or smoker until it starts to crack. You know, and you can okay. cook it a while before you have to take it off. And what I found interesting is different brands of cream cheese react differently. Okay. Um, kind of your off-brand stuff, like like the Great Value or, you know, any of the other ones. Like store brand kind, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. They stay, like, melty and creamy, which is okay. Yeah. But the Philadelphia... Like some of the moisture cooks out of that cream cheese and makes it almost like a custardy Ooh. consistency. It's very good. Ooh. Very, very good. That's my favorite. Now, leftover, the store brand stuff does better. The The Philadelphia kind of dries out. Okay. So if you do it, just make sure you eat the whole thing. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> twist my yeah. arm. I mean, I know, right? Whatever, but yeah. but no. Uh, typically, what we do is is that, and then after you pull it off, there's a jelly that we have around here. I don't know if it's nationwide or local, but it's called Fired Up. Okay. They make three different flavors, I think, and uh, we've been buying the habanero strawberry. Okay. And, Dude, it is so good. And you're hitting just, that with what, like crackers or cookies or yeah, what? Yeah, you, you just like you put this jelly over the cream cheese and just let it melt down on it. Yeah. And just scoop it up with. I use club crackers; they're okay. my favorite. Okay. Well, they're very. And buttery. that could be, yeah, that could be an appetizer or a dessert or whatever. Okay. It's the bomb. All right, I like it. I like it a lot. Oh yeah. Okay. Well. I mean, do you have any other things that you want to throw out in terms of, you know, holiday food recommendations, trips, t- t- trips? No, fuck. T- <laughs> tips or tricks, not trips. Anyway, whatever. Uh, hold on, I got a cough. Yeah, I got tripped up <laughs> saying that shit. Anyway. Yep. So one thing that I'm going to throw out there, if you're not a cook. Yeah. Just find, like, your local Chinese joint. Like, the greasier, the better. You know, we've done that a couple times over the years, and, yeah. and that's always fantastic it works. to eat some greasy, yummy Chinese food on Christmas. I mean, I've done it. And it most, works. most of them are open, so. Yeah. They might even cut the head off the duck for you. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Okay. Okay. Well, um, I don't have the button prepped up for it, so I'm going to have to actually talk about my monthly cigars. And uh, my monthly cigars is a premium cigar subscription service where you get a box of cigars sent to your door every month. Uh, comes in a variety of sizes. Both I and Dave get the Robusto yes, box. We do. Which is four cigars for 30 bucks. But then Scott is Mr. Fancy Pants over there. He gets the El Presidente, which is two of everything that comes in the Robusto box. So eight cigars total for fifty bucks. And, you got that uh, right. You know, he needs to start sharing. But uh, anyway, if you use offer code Pulpit, P U L P I T, get your free shipping on the first box. And while you're over there, you can also get yourself some fucking good coffee. He uh, has the Daily Press, which is the Pulpit blend. 
A lounge blend is also really good. I've been using the whiskey barrel aged uh, blend myself here lately, and it's delightful. So that's my second favorite one. Is it? What's your favorite yep. one? The lounge blend. Oh, okay, okay. The lounge is probably the best coffee I've ever had, and I'm not just saying that. Well, I've, there you go. I've been a I've been a coffee drinker for like 15 years, and it's the best coffee I've ever had. Wow, well, they're high praise. So. Yeah. If you guys are looking for a last-minute Christmas gift, consider the gift of cigars or coffee and head on over to MyMonthlyCigars.com. And then in terms of the socials, I'm available on Instagram at The Cigar Pulpit. I'm on Facebook where we have The Cigar Pulpit Parishioners Group. We are in the middle of announcing the Top 25 Cigars or the Parishioners Top 25 list for 2023 that's the list that's uh nominated on and voted on by all the parishioners and uh we're we're rapidly counting down to number one which will be announced on friday december 29th so if you're in the group you uh can uh you know watch that countdown go down and whatnot and share whatever make cigars a prediction you're okay you're, you you want you want to make a prediction yep i'm gonna say the west tampa black repeats Ooh, that's your prediction, huh? That's my prediction. Okay, okay. Well, as of right now, Nick has the list. So, um, you know, we'll have to see. Uh, we'll have to see see how, if you're right or not. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it is a fan favorite. So if it doesn't win the top spot, it very well may end up in one of the other ones. But. Uh, Oh, yeah, it's definitely up there because I haven't seen it yet. It is a fan favorite, and you're right. It hasn't gone by yet. So, um, and, that's Scott's favorite cigar of all time. Well, see, I mean, and it's only been out for like, what, a year and a half, two years at most. So, yep. yeah, I mean, it's it rapidly rose to a lot of top lists. So, And then uh, I'm on Twitter slash X on YouTube where you can watch this and uh, – Head on over to the website, CigarPulpit.com. Sign up for the newsletter. That'll be starting up in January. So, And then, Dave, where can we follow you? Smoking Butts and Tap and Ash Facebook page. Smoking Butts and Tap and Ash podcast, of course. Yeah. And my personal stuff is Red Banana Art by David Clark. Come on over and check out some artwork. I'm staying very busy with that lately, which is wonderful. That's good. I, uh, the latest commission I have you'll enjoy. It is a 19 by 24 size Hulk versus Wolverine. Holy shit. That's a big so, piece of art. Oh, yeah. I've done like four other ones that size, and they are grueling, but they are worth the, the time and effort. Nice. I did hear on your show that you went to like that sports collectibles show and set up, and you were saying yep. that uh, you were talking about, you know, doing up some of the mascots and everything. I think that would be great. Now, what I think you ought to consider in terms of like something, you do one piece of it, you do the art, and if you want to sell the original art later to somebody, you can, but keep it back for prints. You need to do a yep. giant fucking jam piece, okay? okay? Like a giant jam piece. And you need to have maybe a couple of them, depending upon how you want to do it. You have one that's like all the baseball mascots having like a giant battle royale 
Think like Anchorman news team battle style. <laughs> but like you've got fucking Fred Bird going at the Philly fanatic and then over here's the Mets guy and whatever. And just like the whole freaking page is just a giant battle scene of all the mascots. And then you do one for the football mascots and one for the hockey man. Dude, you would sell so many of those prints over, I agree. Like, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know what would be cool? What's that? Uh, that kind of gave me an idea. Like, do a generic background that I can print off and leave two spaces to draw two mascots. Uh-huh. And it's like a, like a, almost like a Street Fighter background. Oh, see, there you go. Have, like, the life bars at the top yep, and stuff. And yep. then draw, like, Cardinals versus White Sox. Love whatever, it. Whatever it might be. Love it. It'd be pretty neat. Yeah, see, that, that could be fun, too. But I'm oh, telling yeah. you, you never just know. To, I'm a, I'm all, I've always been a fan of like like George Perez art where it's like there's so many characters on the page that you have to stop and spend 10 minutes just looking to see like all the little details that are hidden all over the page. I love oh, those, yeah. I love those spreads. So that's what I'm envisioning in my head is like just you just putting together like a spread of like all of the mascot. Hell Fuck it. Combine all the sports. Just do one where it's like hockey, football, <laughs> and baseball. And they're all just – all these mascots are in one jam piece just beating the hell out of each other. Oh, my God, dude. You'd That'd sell the shit out of that. That would be – that would be – you could put that out at sports shows. You'd sell it there. But if you have it like on a website or something, that would go crazy, dude. Watermark the, watermark the shit out of that, though. That way nobody can just take it. Well, I don't know if I can, since they're not really my characters. Oh, that's true. Maybe I can. I don't know. I don't know. I've been uh, kicking around the idea of doing tributes to classic album covers. Ooh, that could be With fun. superheroes. Yeah. Yeah. I've done a couple for people, and I believe I might just do a whole series. Okay. I like it. I like it. Well, fun. Well, um, Dave, I really do appreciate you taking time out, you know, early on a on a weekend morning to uh, to talk food with me. I know you got stuff Anytime, going on buddy. today. So I do. But, My uh, kid's birthday party is going to be ten in a couple of days. Oh, big one! Swing by. I know. Once you hit ten, it's nothing till you're hitting like forty. Right. Yep. <laughs> he was born at. A little over a pound. Now he weighs like a hundred pounds. Wow, that's awesome. So it's been a, a wild ten years. That's awesome, though. <laughs> well, good. Oh, yeah. Well, you go have fun with that. Thank you so much for taking time out, and I'm going to close this thing out here. So, guys, this has been another sermon from the cigar pulpit. I'm Nick. I'm Dave. Everybody, stay safe and stay smoky. Oh, we have something afterwards. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think this song gets longer and longer every week. Okay, so I forgot because I'm not smoking. Final thoughts on the Villager 1888 Nicaragua. Highly recommend. All this, right. Uh, I I, sh- I did. I gotta admit, I didn't put anything into the nominees. 
but next year I'm going to. Uh, I'm terrible at keeping track of things, but this year it's I'm not a big resolution guy, but I'm just going to make it a point to keep better track of things like cigars and barbecue rubs and uh, put out a list there of you go. my favorite ones next year. You should. And, yep, I'll have some nominees next time, and this may be on it. You know, uh, that's very nice of you to say. <laughs> um, I, uh, I also was thinking that this next year I need to keep track of my cigars and I don't know if I just want to do it like as a note in my phone or what but I want to keep track uh to where at the end of the year I can say this is how many cigars I smoked this year this is everything I smoked this year I want to keep track of everything like holy shit the, man. Count, the count and what they are and uh it's gonna be a long list i feel I like no although <laughs> lately i mean the last few days i haven't spoke much of anything so um you know yeah, this is my first so for, one in two weeks yeah so for people that say that this shit's addictive you know he went two weeks and i haven't smoked in quite a while so you know it can be done it can be anyway can. all right dave well thank you you're welcome Take it easy, everybody. Thanks for having me on, buddy. Oh, Talk to you any, later. Anytime. Anytime.